0: Hello, uh, welcome to the Caregiver's Care Jar podcast. Uh, We are so delighted to have you on for another episode. And uh, we have a wonderful special guest. But first of all, my name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Miss Christy.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: (laughs) And uh, we got a great uh, show for you today with The forgiveness coach, we're going to just start off saying what her title is (laughs) and her name is Tanisha O, Tanisha O, I get that right.
2: (laughs) You did, hey (laughs) y'all.
0: Welcome Tanisha um, being with us on today uh, here at the Caregiver's Care Jar. We we talk about um, just different subjects and we we are the ears and the um, voice of caregivers about in this community. And we're always sharing hope and stories and bringing the support and resources for this industry and letting you know that you are not alone and letting you know that, hey, uh, you know, we, we're, we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of the ones that we love and care for. Uh, so we're delighted today to, just, this is gonna be a, um, I'm really looking forward to this So Uh, (laughs) exciting! She's a Uh, burst of joy. I love her. I know. Yeah, you said she's a burst of joy. She comes on. It's like woo, and I love it. It, uh, Already had lifting it. So, so Tanisha, we're gonna just dive right on in. Let's Uh, do it. Let's do it. (laughs) So, um, I know you told us a little bit earlier, but tell us, uh, tell the audience um, here forgiveness coach. Tell us a yes. little bit about that. Tell us what,
2: wow. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the one minute cliff note of, of my life. Right. So All right. 24 years old and I'm getting ready for work. You're typical chatting with your mom on the phone. And she's like, Hey, Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you, remember that guy I told you was your dad for your entire life? Just kidding. He's not really your dad. It's This other guy, I was like, oh my, you know? And so that changed the trajectory of my whole life. And it was at that point in my life where I realized, like, I questioned everything of my life. Why? Because the person I love the most, who's never supposed to betray you, my mother, had done that. And so it took me 17 years to learn how to forgive my mother. The church wasn't So helpful. And it's not because they may not have wanted to be, but they really didn't understand it. And unless you've gone through that, you don't know how to navigate through that. And I wasn't really comfortable sharing everything because she's on the praise team. I I didn't want her to look bad. You know, it's just this whole thing. But the real reason why I navigated through forgiving my mother is because I saw the way my children were treating me. And I was like, what's wrong with these kids? You know, people say it's because they're ungrateful. They're just teenagers. Don't worry. And I was like, no, it looks a little deeper than that. They went off to college and things really changed. And one day when I was asking God, like, what's going on? Don't ask God questions you really never want the answer to. That's my tip for today. At least it's one of them. (laughs) Do not ask him certain questions because somehow he's going to tell you, right? So he was like, well, look at the way you treat your mother. And I was like, what? Are you talking about, I didn't lie to them about who their mother was. He said, no, but you taught them how to love you through your pain, resentment, rejection, and all the hurt that you had towards your mother. You taught them how to love you as a mother. And so I Mm -hmm. thought to myself, if I was doing my absolute best, giving them everything I had, and I still managed to teach them this, what if my mother was still doing her best? Like she didn't have me and say, I'm just going to ruin this girl's life. Even though she caused me a lot of pain, it wasn't intentional. And so that's be- that began my forgiveness journal, a journal, <laughs> I do journal forgiveness daily, <laughs> but it, forget- it began my forgiveness journey. And interestingly enough, the conversation that we're going to have today, talking about being a caregiver type of person to my son, navigating through his mental health, forgiveness has been the key in my ability to really support him wholeheartedly. So that is me. I I train, mentor, coach women and in forgiveness and forgiving things that may have happened subconsciously back way back when, and they can't figure out why they're not getting a raise on their job or why they aren't charging more or why they keep attracting the same person. All these things come back to unforgiveness, someplace you're stuck in. And so we really dive in deep into those areas that are hidden in plain sight, or maybe you just don't remember. And that's why I come in and I love what I get to do with, with these women.
0: Wow. Wow, that is I that gave is, you a
2: lot in a little. I gave you a lot in a little.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. <laughs> wow, that's really I mean, the story is already gripping um and even in just a little bit it's like so much I'm sure there's several in the audience that already can relate.
1: Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
0: <clears throat> because of the forgiveness that and how it affected your Kids, like you said, don't ask God. <laughs> I love yes. that. Yes, don't ask God a question if you don't really, really, really want to know the answer. Mm-mm. I think sometimes we get bold and just went, God, what, why this or why that? And we don't really want to know, we just kind of want to have ownership for some reason, <laughs> right?
2: I actually want to know. He knows that I am adventurous enough, <laughs> I am that girl, you know, like when I'm talking to God and I'm like, you know me. And I'm not talking about, you know, me because I, he know, I'm like, no, you know me. So he knows like, no, she, she really wants to. And so I met the worst people in the, in the world. bond in that <laughs> time when I was like, show me my heart, God, you know, the eloquent prayer. He was like, oh, I'm going to show you something. All right. <laughs> and when he showed me, I was like, these people are horrible. I was like, why are these people so crummy? He said, because you told me to show you your heart. And I said, mm. what are you talking about? I'm nice. I'm kind. He said, no. You told me to show you your heart, not who you pretend to be, and mm. I was like, oh. mm. That day changed my life like forever. And that was a conversation between God and I, it wasn't even anybody else, no one even had to lay hands on me to tell me. <laughs> but that was God <laughs> speaking to me. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs>
0: I love it! Oh wow. <laughs>
2: ah <sighs> <sighs> these moments with God you know t- moment like seriously we could do a whole tv show on Tanisha's moments with God it's sometimes like hit the pause button take me out for a minute he's something so I did uh, genuinely mean that question I really wanted to know what was happening and and that was just a pivotal moment in my life in all honesty as hard as it was for me to to think somebody that I had done something you know mm. that was hard but it was my truth
0: Wow, but so that's like really being able to take an honest look at yourself. Um yeah. it's interesting that you're you're bringing that about because I think, I think that that's during this um, currently and this is another episode that we did talking about preparing for COVID as a caregiver. But you know during this uh, time, I had to take some really self-inventory, getting mm-hmm. to like a you know. Uh, whether it's a frustration place with, with mom, <laughs> I was sharing with Christy mm-hmm. the other day and um, have the laugh about some things because it's like, okay, but there's revealing some some stuff that's really there. It's like, okay, Vaughn, you really think, you know, you're not as the great son as like you hold yourself to be. So mm-hmm. isn't it kind of like a revealing truth so that you can learn about yourself so that you can like, oh, I need to kind of forgive Uh, forgive yourself what about self-forgiveness in your forgiveness in your forgiveness coaching
2: you know what um Mm -hmm. this will help us segue into the conversation about uh, about my son so my son Mm -hmm. is 25 years old he just graduated college he's an amazing uh, just a beautiful soul so handsome played college basketball all the things you know and a week before, throughout college, he was in and out of the hospital, struggling with his mental health things, mm. you know? And so the fact that he even graduated is absolutely amazing. Mm. And so a week before graduation, he was back in the hospital and was just all these things. And then shortly about a month or so after graduation, he he just passed out, collapsed. And I, mm. and I came running and I see blood all over the place. And I realized he had slid his eye open and I'm like, <gasps> What the you know, and the last visit to the hospital, they had given him literally a bag. If people could see right now, they gave him 10 different medications, antipsychotic medications, 10. And so there's this bag of medication and quickly my husband and I looked at him and I said, do we take an urgent care or do we take him back to the hospital? And I am just feisty and fiery enough. I was like, absolutely not. We're going back to this hospital that gave him this medicine, because I know something came from this medicine. And so He had blacked out. He didn't even remember falling, right? So we go to the emergency room. And that one emergency room visit led to an eight-day stay in the hospital. So I couldn't figure out why he was unbalanced and and all of these things, right? And I was a paralegal for quite some time. I did medical malpractice, was part of what I did. And so I'm very comfortable speaking to doctors in a very clear, direct manner, right? And so I had a good heart to heart with the head of the psychiatric department of the hospital. And I was like, this is unacceptable. You will not kill my child, you know? And so they removed all of the medications. It was this whole thing. But of course there's side effects to taking away the medicine just as quickly as it is when you give it, when you prescribe Mm. it, right? Mm. And so we come back home. It was Juneteenth, June 19th, when we came home, which was a Saturday. And on a Tuesday, teleport visit with his doctor. Doctor says, get him Gatorade. No problem. Let's run to the store really quick. And he kept saying, Ma, I want to go with you. And I was like, are you sure? Just because he was still having a hard time standing up. So here you have this completely healthy young man. I'm talking about physically fit. We're not overweight, like healthy young man who can't even stand up. And then when he does, he keeps having these pseudo seizures. Right. Hmm. So he was like, just let me come to the store. He probably just wanted to get out. Thank God I took them. We go to 7-Eleven. I get the Gatorade. And as we're pulling out, my younger son says, mom, his birds are slurring. And he was trying to tell me I need to go to the hospital. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get you home. We're going to get it. And all of a sudden, he has this massive pseudo seizure. I'm talking about massive. I'm driving. Okay. So wow. now I'm driving and I'm trying my best not to cry because every time it's so emotional. But there is a very raw, candid Video on my page of the rawest, you're ever going to hear it. Me talking about it. So I'm driving, picture this driving. I tell my younger son, dial 911. He's 14 and he's panicked. So he's hysterical. My older son, Damien, is non responsive. My son is trying to give the people our address because I can't think straight to tell them where I am. But I know my home address and I know that I have to make it home. Right. So I'm trying to drive and I and my son. Boom. He's just not breathing. He's not responding. And now I'm banging on his chest. Damien, Damien, I'm hysterical, banging on my baby's chest, trying to bring him back to life. (gasps) He comes back and I'm steady banging. And then he goes out. And I'm still talking to the same 911 lady who asked me for my address at least 15,000 times. And she's like, can I speak back to the person I was speaking to before? Are you talking about the hysterical 14 year old in the backseat, ma'am? And I'm still driving. Like all these things are happening at one time, right? We get home. I jump out and I'm like, Damien, I keep banging on his chest, banging on his chest. Damien, Damien. The lady's like, just don't do CP, don't do CPR. Meanwhile, the woman is saying, okay, every time you breathe, I want you to say now. Meanwhile, the 14 year old son is like, she's like, he's like, now, now he's telling her when he's breathing, not when Damien's breathing. Like, <laughs> it's like It was like a complete baby. <laughs>
0: oh wow
1: it's oh, funny okay. now
2: but in the moment he's like Shh, now Shh, now I was like okay I don't even feel like correcting him right now he's doing the best that he can but that's oh, wow. definitely not when Damien is breathing so she according to her we're doing great because he's breathing <laughs> he was not right <laughs> it was like a whole mess oh, oh, man. And, and I can man. laugh now because he's alive but in the moment it was like horrible so I kept him alive he gets to the the ambulance comes. they take him to the hospital. I tell my son, stay here, somebody's gonna be here and I have to ride behind to get to the emergency room. Right? So I go into the emergency room, rush into the back and this is where self-forgiveness comes in. As I sat on the side of my baby's bed, crying out, praying to God. First of all, there was only four letters that I could text to the closest people which to me, which is pray. I didn't have time to explain. I don't have time to give you details. I just need you to pray. And that's all I got for you. So as I sat there on the side of the bed, just calling out to God, reminding him of all the promises that he made to me, you promised me, you know me. And I was just crying out to God, touching my baby's head. And at this time he's not responsive. His eyes are open, but they're not even blinking going like no movement at all. He's not talking and this went on for hours and I'm just covering his feet in prayer. And And it wasn't until afterwards, of course, he was admitted and we were there for some days, but it wasn't until after that I was able to really process what had happened. And you see, because I've forgiven myself as a mother for all of my shortcomings, for all of my mistakes, because the reality is people who are struggling with mental health issues, it comes from some place of trauma and pain. And yes, I can say I was a teenage mother and I can say that his father wasn't in his life and I can blame everything around and forget and skip the fact that I am responsible for parts and portions of whatever he's experiencing as well. But because I've forgiven myself and I know that I've done my best and I've had these conversations with my son. You see Vaughn and Christy, as I sat in that hospital room, I didn't have to feel sorry for myself. Mm. I didn't have to sit in there wishing I could just say one more thing to my baby. I didn't have Mm. to think about anything about myself. I was able to be present in the moment only for what he needed and that's what self-forgiveness does it gives you permission to be so present and so open and so clear with the needs of someone else because you've already filled yourself up you Mm. keep your cup full so every single morning I mentioned it earlier by accident, but maybe not. I talked about my journal. I have a forgiveness journal. And there is not a day that goes by, no matter where I am in the world, I write in my forgiveness journal. And even if I'm not needing to forgive someone else, a minimum of three to five times, I always write, I, Tanisha, forgive myself totally and unconditionally. I write it over and over. So when people may have an issue with me or different things, I know, nope. You know who you are. You are worthy of forgiveness. Mm. You are forgivable. You are loving. You are forgiving. Like I write all these affirmations also part of my daily routine. And so self-forgiveness is key. But self-forgiveness and not but. And self-forgiveness starts with us giving ourselves permission to be free from things that people may still be holding us to, Mm. accountable for, that may not be our responsibility Mm things that people may feel like we are never worthy of being forgiven for. No matter where you are, self-forgiveness is key. You are always deserving of forgiveness, even if no one else understands or agrees. And so I've Mm -hmm. given that permission to myself, and it helped me so much on that day that I hope no mother ever experiences as we sat in that hospital room. That's what helped me get through, having already forgiven myself, being able to be present with my baby boy
1: wow so powerful and i so resonate with that that is so awesome <laughs> yes
0: hmm. i mean there's like a pause for effect there <laughs> that's powerful let it
1: sink in yes so i love I, how she said she her cup was so full that it yeah. there was no time to listen to those there, there was no it. it Trying to repeat how she said it, but I understood what she said.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that, yes. That um, <clears throat> because you forgave you, I love, I love that man, and that I'm just thinking through my my own self forgiveness. It's like you 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 gave yourself permission. I think I heard you say you give yes. yourself permission and the forgiveness to no matter what other people, even what you think other people are thinking or or have yes. said or. Hold against you, or feel that you know you you didn't meet up to whatever expectations or. Exactly.
1: She got to be present in the moment.
0: Yeah, because you've already forgiven yourself, so that's none of that is on you. That that is so empowering and so freeing. Um, Jeez. getting to that place. Um, and it's simple, but uh, it's that you know. I mean, it, you that that path to get there is really just releasing. So that, um, tell us a little bit ab- about that. Like re- being able to release that expectation or thoughts of others or that have, is there a, I know that you that's your whole workshop, your whole- <laughs> <digging through laughs> Yeah, and I'm it, glad
2: that. to share. I'm <laughs> glad to share because everyone's journey is so different, but I will tell you the very first step is to acknowledge your pain. And that's not easy because most times when we think about our pain, we always connect it to, okay, but they didn't tell me sorry. They didn't say sorry yet. Mm. We always attach our pain to what someone else is willing or unwilling to do. And therefore, you're never taking your power back because it's like, mm. if, if I forgive myself, that means that they did it on purpose. It means that I deserved it. It means that it should have been that way. It means that, that they're going to go off sc- scot-free. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. giving yourself the permission to acknowledge your pain means that you are pausing long enough to see what is sitting inside of me that doesn't belong like Mm -hmm. what's here what poison is inside of me what bitterness what hate what anger what resentment what's there that Mm -hmm. is sitting inside of me that doesn't belong and when we give ourselves permission to acknowledge the pain that no one else even looks after the molestation, the rape, the abandonment, the lies, all the things. When you give yourself that permission, then you stop looking at everyone else to do it. Now that's the hardest part though. Mm. It's hard because most times when we're acknowledging something, society has taught us that somebody must also say it really happened to be real because sometimes you're just in your mind thinking is this even real like did did this really happen because you will see it you will know it you will feel it in all of your being and somebody will say that didn't happen Hmm. and you're like no it it definitely happened so for example you know I, I forgive I use this as an example because I have forgiven my mother and I've navigated through all these things but like when I was like ma why didn't you tell me the truth about Who my father was and she was like it was because you were a troubled teen what what happened between zero to 16 or 18 that maybe you could have just brought this casual conversation up like hey girl by the way you know that no like what happened and so she never really understood how painful that was But I had to acknowledge that I was hurting. I had to acknowledge that it caused me, and I most importantly had to acknowledge how crummy I was showing up as a person in society, in life, in my relationships with my children, with my husband, with people I work with, everyone because of this bitterness and resentment. I mean, it was so bad for those of you who may not know what that looks like. I'll give it to you. Somebody may be celebrating their mother. Oh my gosh, my mom is so great. And I would be the the Debbie Downer to be like, "Mm, let me tell you about my mama. She's, you know, and I... Come on, T, people deserve to celebrate who they want to celebrate. My siblings deserve to celebrate my mother. They didn't have the same experience I had. She didn't lie to them about who their father was. They wanted to be able to love her and love me. And so I had to realize that my pain was true. It was real. It was raw, even though all the people around me didn't really, and even to today, don't fully acknowledge it. They're doing the best they can, but it wasn't their responsibility to acknowledge my pain. It's mine. And so Mm -hmm. I have, so that's the first step and it's not easy. So I just want to tell you, it's not easy. Another way of, of acknowledging, I had a client who was really stuck and I was like pointing out all these different things and she was stuck, stuck. And I said, isn't it interesting that you want everyone in your life to show up perfect? You want them to do it perfect. You want everything to be perfect, but the standards in which you hold them to, you aren't even willing to do it for yourself. And she said, that's true. Mm. But until you handle that, you'll never have what you're really looking for because your expectations will never be met because who we are is a reflection of who we see others as You, you mentioned that earlier life is a mirror. So when yeah. I have things that I see in people or situations, it's really not about them and their behavior. It's something in me. So I'm always like, oh, girl, get it together. You got to like when st- when drama starts coming. I'm like, "Oh, oh, something to clean out. T. You. you got something going on in you, Tanisha, not them. Mm, so right. when we look at it that way, we stop looking at who to blame, and just start taking responsibility for our part and working on us because you can't change them. You can't. Wow
0: hmm and that's a that's a big step um that's a big step um what you're saying like to take the ownership and the responsibility of um um of of what's happening or what you're uh, coming in contact with or what you're like you said like what we're reflecting and stuff like Hmm. that's me that's not them it's a it's a response or it's a it's a reflection, like you said. Interesting. And then take ownership to look inside and then get that right,
2: right? <laughs> or right. like
0: you said, acknowledgement. I love that to acknowledge that. Hmm. Christy, what are your thoughts on there?
1: I I am always in awe and amazement of her, and I I can agree with her. I had an experience. Um, the last couple weeks, because I, I myself have been doing some forgiveness classes this past year. That was one of the things that I got to jump into while I was recovering from COVID. And um, yeah, I had a family member that, you know, I have with my son's illness, you know, he had his since birth. So he got the majority of the attention and the older two kids did not get as much as much attention. Right. And I made so many mistakes along the way. And I, you know, I too, being an extremely young mother, you know, three kids by 21. So I had a lot of mistakes that I definitely made along the way. And one of my children, you know, they were very upset and frustrated with me. And I just remember hanging up the phone going, honey, you've already forgiven yourself for being a bad mom. This is them holding their pain." And so all you get to do is love them, continue to pray for them and they'll make it through because, you know, I I've been encouraging them for the longest time to, you know, step into some forgiveness because they're grown adults now, right? They're in their thirties. So I'm like, I love you. And I've apologized a million times over and we get to walk into that. We get to look into that. So as hard as it was to have that conversation with my child, I just hearing her, you know, hearing her pain and hearing um, how much I had hurt her. I felt for her because, you know, I could relate to some of those mistakes that my parents had made. But at the same time, because I had done some self-forgiveness, I was like, again, they were just doing the best they could. So it was an easier transition. And I just had to remind myself, she wasn't there yet. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I just continued to pray for her. I was like, Lord, just continue to give her, you know, grace and the the all the emotional healing that she needs and you know, give her the heart to seek forgiveness uh for me and herself. And because she's a mom with three kids now, too, right? So <laughs> it was just it, I just I just love Tanisha. I mean, Thanks. she always speaks right where I'm at. So yes, I continue to follow her and grow with her. It is so beautiful. And I absolutely watched her pod, um, her live and about her son. And I, at the same time, um, was struggling with adjusting my medications. Mm. Um, and yes, doctors were definitely over medicating me. And I kept trying to explain that this is not the answer to what is happening in my circumstance. And so, yeah, I've definitely been struggling with some neuro issues over the past year Mm -hmm. and trying to get back to work myself so I can totally relate Mm -hmm. it was I mean just everything she's doing right now is just so such a blessing to me because that's why I continue to follow you babe you're just like I'm a magnet to you right now. I'm like, (laughs) what else do I get to learn what else do I get to inject grateful. And she's just a beautiful soul. I just love Thank her so Jesus. much. We're stronger
2: together, that's for sure. So
1: absolutely, we get to so lean stronger in, stronger right?
2: Together. Yes, lean in yes. on each other. Yes. We're
1: all here together. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, this is so good, and I think I want to one more tap into this because um, you really got me intrigued um, of of the. The the acknowledging like the the pain and acknowledging um, acknowledging the responsibility to take what's you know a, basically a reflection of you and taking taking a responsibility there. Um, what is like have you found? And I know everybody's different, but what have you found to be like the biggest challenge of one a- acknowledging? You know, I'll use me as an example. Acknowledging part of my responsibility, and then, um, and then taking that step to in those that next step to. You said it was the hardest part to forgive myself of. Um, yeah. um, to acknowledge what have you found to be the most. Um, maybe the blocks or the hurdles. You know, in yeah. that, if that makes sense.
1: <laughs>
2: no, it absolutely makes sense. It's actually a great question. For me and for most of the people I coach or meet along the way, the biggest hurdle people run into is their family because most of the core of pain comes from trauma and things from childhood, from different experiences and it's so from family and so I'm no different. My family does not love the fact that I share the tea, our family tea, you know? And even though my mother lied to me about who my father was, we've since found out that like every 7 years i get a new uncle my girl, one uncle showed up and set with the wife and kids he's amazing and then 7 years later whoop here comes another uncle like our family multiplies by like 5 or so most people just have one baby oh welcome sweet little baby jimmy no not my family They're like here comes uncle so and so up with his wife and kid oh hey you know it's so The thing that my mother was judged the most for when all of her truth came out, and the reason why I say I've forgiven my mother, and I hope that anyone listening don't judge my mother, because I'm not. She's doing the best she can. The reality is she didn't have to tell me the truth. Her back was not up against the wall. There was no one who was like, if you don't tell her, no one. That was just her owning her truth and she truly helped to break a cycle that had been going on for generations and I'm grateful God saw fit that I was strong enough to handle that and so he did and so. The biggest struggle is dealing with family because even till today, as I sit here speaking to you now when my family has functions they may do things i'm like no thanks you know, no thanks. And, and so my no, thank you is looked upon as unforgiveness, or they'll say, you need to apologize to so-and-so. I was, no, I'm not apologizing to them. I meant that. Like I, (laughs) I, I meant what I said. No, that's unacceptable. It's disrespectful. And then I still have, you know, family who'll be like, you're not grown Who? I'm a whole woman with a whole husband, a whole, like, own properties. I own a, I got adult children, you know? And so there's all this manipulation that continues to take place because it's the cycle. And so the most difficult part is when you're navigating through your family, the way your family does things, right? And yeah. you are now stepping out to really acknowledge what your truth is. You will second guess yourself, like, maybe I'm I am struggling with unforgiveness like listening to how passionate one particular family member was about what she was saying if I hadn't done the work that I've done and then the manipulation of how dare you charge people for forgiveness when you haven't forgiven no I actually have forgiven you guys aren't even on my mind ever and no I'm not (laughs) interested in doing anything you're doing and I had to explain to her I said listen we get to pick family I said, the, p- the family that I've selected through my friends are the people I want to be around. The reality is some of the people who are family through DNA, I wouldn't even pick as a friend, let alone somebody to hang with. And why would I go sit around a bunch of people that I don't want to be around? And they technically don't want to be around me, but they want me to be there so that their conscious can feel better so that they can say I was there. I'm not here for that. I'm going to enjoy my life, my Chris. I love my children. And you know how you know you're doing the right thing? I cannot tell you how many times my daughter, who's 26, mama, thank you. Thank you for breaking this generation. Mom, thank you for being the one person. So you know what? I know I'm doing the right thing when my children come to say thank you. You know, with my son and everything that he's going through, I didn't call family. I didn't call them. You know how they found out? They found out on Facebook because I reached out to the Forgivers tribe. Christy knows this. And I was like, pray. Mm. And my family's like, pray for what? Just pray. If you're not capable of praying without knowing what to pray for, then that's okay. Hold your prayers. But you know what happened? Once he was out of the hospital and everything, and I finally, two weeks later, told everyone, people were like, oh my God. They were like, I've been praying. And so they were so excited that he was healthy because they didn't know who. I didn't say it was my son. I just said, pray for a family member, right? Meanwhile, my family is calling me on the phone. I was not taking phone calls, text messages because I'm free, I am not obligated to explain anything. And that's what comes with freedom. Stop saying I'm sorry before you apologize to yourself. Stop forgiving Mm. other people before you've forgiven yourself. And that's the unfortunate thing about society and what we're taught as children. When Mm. someone hurts you and you go back to take your ball, someone steals your ball as a little kid, you go back to take your ball back because it was yours in the first place and they took it from you, what happens? Tell them sorry. Why am I telling him sorry for snatching my ball from me? No one ever says, Vaughn, how did you feel about that? Christy, are you okay with that? No one ever says, take a moment to acknowledge how you feel. They only care that you make sure someone else feels okay. And so if you think about that cycle in your life, you've gone through life making sure everybody else is secured. And as caregivers... Some of y'all don't even want to be doing what you're doing. You're doing it because you feel guilty and you know, you're not even appreciated for doing it in the first place. And now you feel like your life is miserable. You ain't got no husband. You don't yeah. lost all your relationships because you're taking care of somebody. Listen, consider yourself uh, reevaluating what you need to really be doing in life because why spend your life helping somebody? Why? Because you feel guilty. They don't feel guilty about bashing you for what you're doing, so no. So even with my son, mm. if he gets out of pocket, I'm like, hey, love, mm, this is a voluntary position. I will always be your mama and I'm always gonna love you. But you know, they got some homes for people that can go over there and like, listen, love, you know, my house, this is by grace because you a whole adult. Like we have to come to those places and be very, wow. very clear to make sure we set boundaries. So I'll tell them, hey, the way my boundaries are set up, You can't talk to me that way because I don't receive that. And so we need to do that. And as caregivers, it's time for you to really look in the mirror, not through your pain, but through your healing to say, I've forgiven myself enough to speak up. I have put my whole life on hold because of all these things. And now I'm going to move forward in my wholeness and in my peace of mind. And when you set some different boundaries, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it will work out the way it's supposed to. Go get yourself a husband or a wife or something and heal some relationships with yourself before you try to fix everybody else's problems.
1: Absolutely
0: that's so that is so good so good for the community and everybody but you I mean spot on with as caregivers you're right we haven't forgiven ourselves and and to put those boundaries um yeah you could feel like you could feel obligation you could feel um
2: resentment for
0: resentment. The people who are, oh, there, yeah,
1: the other and there's a whole rotation for for of resentment because yes. each family member is going to experience it at different times, mm-hmm. so yeah, there gets to be the cycle, the whole cycle of everyone, absolutely. And heaven forbid if two people have it on the same day, there's going to be some discussion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how you said, like, to um, uh, and I'm blanking now, but you were uh saying, towards. Um, you know, have a life with, hey, um, look, <laughs> I'll, I'll use my, hey, mom, love you, I'm always going to take care of you, things like that. Uh, at the same time, but I do, you know, have a wife and a son, and mm-hmm. you're not going to, you know, you have to, yeah, have, I have to say, I have to be able to say that, like, no, there has to be some boundaries here, um, and where I'm going to bring someone else in, to take care of you so because I'm still a husband I'm still a, a, a father um, and you're yeah. teaching
2: your son how to love his wife by the way you're taking care of your mother mm-hmm. like you're you're teaching him literally when somebody else needs you it's okay to sit your wife over there in order to make sure over here is taken care of it's understandable when it's temporary you know what I mean but mm. but it's just this delicate balance and it's hard because like what do you do do you because you have our you know parents, they'll remind you every day, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out. Well, not really, but right. yes, you brought me in. Oh, I'm about to take it out part. But you know, like they're <laughs> always and so anytime we are guilted into doing something, is it really worth doing?
1: Mm. You
2: know, is it really and that's why as I run these marathons to raise money and raise awareness for my son, it was because I'm going insane almost. You know, just trying to cope with watching my son stop breathing and a lot has happened over the past month and I'm losing it. So I needed something for myself to give back to myself because I can't serve from an empty cup and I only serve from my overflow. If this water bottle that I have in my hand is as empty as it is in real life. I got to fill it up before I can give you anything. You guys are going to have to wait. I got to fill it up. I only serve from what is flowing over. I do not pour. I'm not pouring into your cup. If you're waiting for me to pour, you're going to be waiting a long time. I do not pour. You will always receive. My husband, my children, everyone knows. You get my overflow. And if I don't have any overflow, well, then, hey, just Mm -hmm. sit tight. And so we all have to be there. And I expect that from my husband and so now, as I run these half marathons every single day, it's because I'm depleted. I don't have anything else to give. Nothing left. A little bit I have is, you know, I'm serving, supporting all the people around me, but I need me. And so as I'm out here running, really, I don't run. Let's just be honest. I'm walking most of it and jogging <laughs> when I feel like it. It's probably more walking than anything else. But as I'm out there doing these 13.1 miles every single day for the month of August, I get to reconnect with me. I get to remember like, what do you really love in business? What is it that you really want? Mm. What are you trying to do? And so does my son, cause he's out there also. And so find something mm. that you love caregivers, go back to remember what was your first love. And I know some of you are like, the house is gonna burn down if I'm don't, if i not there. That is pressure you're putting on yourself. It's not mm. a truth.
1: Mm.
2: That is something you're putting on yourself. Take a moment to take yourself to lunch without feeling guilty about bringing back something for someone else. Go get yourself an ice cream. Drink a cup of tea sitting at the park. Do something for yourself to reconnect with what you love. Your identity is not to take care of this person. God did not put you on this earth to solely take care of someone. He put you on this earth to be fulfilled, to be loved, to enjoy all the greatness around you. Do that. Give Mm. yourself permission to take a vacation without feeling guilty. Give yourself permission to love unconditionally, even if it's beyond the person that you're sitting with got to give yourself that permission i know it's tough as caregivers but i too have to remember i have two other kids Vaughn. i have a whole husband i have a Mm -hmm. whole company to run and everything really paused for a while but now i'm like okay girl look go out here run these marathons you're gonna be so tired by the time you finish with these marathons i don't have any energy for extra shenanigans i just have enough energy (laughs) to stay focused and that's it's bringing me back and i'm only on day three so mm. I would invite all of the caregivers who are listening to find something that you love. Probably don't want to start with a half marathon just between me and you.
1: Probably <laughs> don't want to do that. But find something. <laughs> like, find something. The tea in the park sounds lovely. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. I love it. Oh, man. This is so good. Can you I love this. This is really, really good. Um,
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Wow. Um, you know what? We're, I, we can go on for
1: it is. Hours. And I'd like to know real quickly, though, I'm going to jump in. So I hear that you're doing the half marathons. And please explain to me the exact reason for these half marathons for your son. Absolutely. So Damien and I,
2: as I mentioned, Damien was in and out of the hospital, even during college, right? And and it was after he, he was over-medicated that I realized we have to find holistic ways to help. And a lot of those medications make things worse. Actually, all of them for the most part. Some of them balance you. You got to remember, do your homework. I'm not a nurse, but um, homework will show you that most of the medications are to help keep you a certain way, however that is, but it's not made to heal you, it's just made to sustain you. And so I wanted my baby to feel healed, whole, he's 25, he gets to live a whole life. And so I went on a whole journey of finding all of these holistic ways, trauma therapists, psychologists, acupuncture, journaling, I've taken him through what I do with my clients. So it's great that I'm a forgiveness coach. Forgiveness is high on the list of supporting him. So I've gone through and I have him doing all the things holistically. And I've seen a change. He has not been on antipsychotics for, um, it's coming up on a month very soon and he's doing phenomenal. It's right. absolutely amazing. With that, I was like, you know what? I always jump out there. My husband's always like, geez Louise, you should start small T, not you. I'm like, you know what? We're going to run. We're going to run these marathons and we're going to raise money. And I, I looked at my son and I said, how much money do you want to raise? He said, $50,000. I was like, $50,000 is. Who knew? I don't know how we're going to do it but i was like what i do know is a couple things one we're going to give donate this money to different organizations who are supporting college students young black college students uh i've chosen that cuz that's what my son is 18 to 25 most men don't reach out to say that they have struggles they have pain they need you know and people need support beyond prayer prayer is good and so is therapy and all the other things and so We are looking to raise this money to donate to organizations for people to have holistic ways, whether it's group coaching, which my son is being is benefited from. He was a college athlete and all these things. And so that's what we're running for, To It's um, the hashtag is marathons for black mental health, black mental health. The men is M E N mental health. Mm. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, Please
0: love it.
1: I love Please. it.
0: I love it. I love it. And I love dating He's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Please share with us your um how can people connect with you here? Your I, website, the, email. Or yes. What's
2: the best the way? Website. Half this stuff is not even on the website. Don't judge me. I'm not <laughs> even judging me. I'll get to it. But it's forgiveness lifestyle. That is my website. The place that I give the most information all the time. Instagram forgiveness Mm -hmm. underscore lifestyle is my Instagram and I'm Tanisha O on Facebook literally Tanisha O type that in you'll find me in there lifestyle
0: and spell that for us too so that (laughs)
2: absolutely forgiveness f-o-r-g-i-v-e-n-e-s-s and then lifestyle l-i-f-e-s-t-y-l-e
0: And then the Tanisha, so we could find you correctly.
2: That's really what you wanted me to spell. I don't blame you. Tanisha. (laughs) (laughs) T-U-N-I-S-C-I-A.
1: Nice. My mom got fancy.
0: (laughs) I like it. That's funny.
1: (laughs) I'm grateful. Unique and wonderful, just like you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, well, this is this has been so so great, so healing, so helpful. Um, I got like a lot of homework notes that I'm immediately going to apply. <laughs> I'm sure the audience, we're definitely going to have to have you on again. Um,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: And uh, we'll we'll absolutely be sharing, you know, some of your your link information on our web spot so people. Uh, on our webpage, so that people can uh, connect with your programs that you have, and um, also uh, to join and support um, what what you have going on. Um,
2: because thank you, you, you pray to. for me, y'all. Because, honey, <laughs> I'm not a runner. I am a <laughs> mom who likes snacks. Like I'm just <laughs> telling you the
1: truth.
0: <laughs> ah, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. it. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) They will be fun and easy every marathon. Fun and easy. Every day. I'm telling myself that every day. The
2: blisters on my feet, I'm telling them that too. Yes. (laughs) We are getting it. Yes. (laughs) I will have a hot, a hot fall body though. I'm going to be a hot fall wife. You know, they say a hot girl summer will be fall, but that's quite all right. I'm going to have a hot wife fall.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. That is so good. Well, like I said, we're definitely going to have you on again. Uh, Thank you so much, Tanisha O. Thank you. Um, any last, last departing words or tip that you would give um, for our Mm -hmm. audience before we head out?
2: Continue. Forgive yourself. It's a gift for you. Yeah. It's a gift yeah. for you. Forgiveness is a gift for you. So give yourself the gift of forgiveness today.
1: I agreed.
2: That. Agreed.
0: Yeah, that's really really good. Miss Christie, thank you for uh, bringing Tanisha to the audience. And
1: yes, I'm so excited to have her today.
0: Yeah, this is really 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 good. <clears throat> well, you've um, lightened up my my day. Uh, yay <laughs> my daughter
1: is, is a bowl of sunshine i told you yeah. she is a bowl of sunshine she that makes my day every day It's awesome she's yeah. my cup of tea in the park that's what she is for thank me. you i'm <laughs>
2: grateful thank you
0: yeah i'm gonna enjoy enjoying myself well well it's one thing i'm gonna do is like i'm gonna take take myself a trip to the the beach and just Sit by the ocean for just a little bit, and have someone else come watch mom for a second.
2: Yes, good and, for you. Uh,
0: yeah, just sit quiet. Maybe talk I bet
2: you your wife will love that.
0: Yes, we'll have to steal away here as we come out of uh, with a quarantine. Yeah, and uh, just uh, be together. So this is this yes. is really 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 good. Um, I'm
2: so glad God, God, divine timing. Yeah. Cause I literally dragged myself. I was like, I got to go do this podcast. If I could just walk from my bedroom to my, <laughs> to my office.
1: Like, <laughs>
2: and, but I knew it was for this. So I'm so happy. It makes me happy. If you are the only person, and I know you aren't, but if two of you are the only people who heard this thing, and you are the only person who decides to take action today to do yeah. something to change your life, then that's what it's all about. Awesome!
0: Awesome!
1: Yeah,
0: plan. wonderful. Makes a difference. Well, thank you, Caregiver Care Jar family, for tuning in once again to the uh, episode. Um, we will have Tanisha back. Um, please check our our website and subscribe. Pass this along to those that can. You really use these tools? I mean, this is like <laughs> I always heard that nothing is free. It costs somebody something. So, pass this along and. Uh, let someone uh, be, be kind of released in, in taking uh, ownership, mm-hmm. self-forgiveness, and tune into Tanisha's Tanisha's um, programs. Um, she also is an author, so you can check out her book um, and all this other kind of stuff. She has all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, so we're going to tune out for today. And uh, uh, remember that in the caregiving, that this is happening for us and not to us. And uh, until next time, we will um, see you until then. All right, thank you, everybody. Have a great day.
1: Bye-bye. Ciao.